On episode 469 of Nintendo Switchcraft, it's Saturday. It's essentially the mailbag episode of the week where you've been sending in comments and questions using the AskRJS hashtag on Twitter and, of course, the community Discord uh, over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And on Saturdays, I respond to them. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, Switchcraft is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp on Saturdays. I record this one, uh, which sometimes I record live on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. So make sure that you subscribe over there. And then once you're there, hit the like button and all of the other YouTube garbage that YouTubers ask you to do. Um, this episode is made possible by patrons. Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp and you can get Switchcraft and all of my other content uh, ad-free for as little as a dollar. Remember that URL is patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. All right. Real quick before I get to your comments, there's something new, uh, some new information that came out I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but I found it today. And this is over on the PS4 uh, subreddit. So if you're like, PS4 subreddit, Bill, what are you talking about? Well, uh, the PS4 subreddit, uh, there is a user by the name of you read it here first. That's a hilarious username on Reddit. And uh, they were filling out a, a remote play survey. Uh, about their PS4. It's a survey. So they were playing on, uh, Sony has this remote play feature, which you can use on uh, cell phones and tablets and stuff like that. And I guess they had used it recently and Sony sent them a survey to answer the questions. I guess it was a pretty extensive survey. And in the middle of that survey, they had a question about the Nintendo Switch. It said, uh, I just took a survey for Sony regarding the remote play, and there was some qu interesting questions that possibly hit, hint at upcoming features. And then question number two, playing remote play on a Switch, Apple TV, and Android TV. This is something that basically Sony was asking, are you interested in this? And I think that that is really interesting. However... I would not get too excited because I anticipate that this is probably just Sony spitballing. It does not necessarily mean that that's going to happen. And even if Sony wanted that to happen, would Nintendo let it happen? Nintendo has traditionally been extremely closed off, extremely, uh, let's say, I don't want to say monopolistic, but they, they just try and keep, keep uh, the, their competitors at bay. In fact, Quite often, they don't even uh, they they act like they don't exist. So, I I would say maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. I I'm honestly flabbergasted that Sony would even consider it con, um cons, uh, consider it considering the fact that you know Sony spent this whole console generation not playing nice with others. And I've admonished them for it repeatedly. Anyway, I just thought that you all might want to know about this. Uh, so, uh, real quick, somebody in chat just asked, where do these shows go? Do they go on the the old RJD podcast? Uh, RJ, RJS podcast? Uh, this is going to go on the um, Switchcraft podcast. But thank you for asking, Darren. 
And look, I was about to jump right into the tweets, but then I got a super chat from Anthony Talcott. He says, at the gym right now, love listening to 143 pixels while I work out. It gives me nerd strength. Well, thank you very much for listening to 143 pixels. If you didn't know, and thank you very much for the support, Anthony. If you didn't know about 143 Pixels, it is uh, one of the podcasts that I do. It's currently on hiatus. We're between seasons. We finished up season one, which is 10 episodes uh, of me having friends come on, and we talk about the the games that they, like some of their favorite games that they've ever played. Uh, and uh, each episode is about one game, and we kind of go through, we went through the first season, which is 10 episodes. Make sure that you check that out over at anchor.fm slash 143, or you can go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows to find that. But, um, excuse me, uh, season two is beginning in roughly 10 days, I believe. I think that uh, February 11th, if I remember correctly, I still have a little bit of editing to do to get that all up and ready for everyone to consume. Uh, but uh, make sure that you subscribe to it. I really appreciate everyone who has. Uh, a lot of people have said that it's their favorite show of mine, which is awesome to hear because it's not a news show. It's just a discussion show, which means if you've listened to the newest episode and you're like, well, I really like this, I want to go back and check out the other shows, then do so. I think that you'll enjoy it. All right, let's 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 start with a, a tweet that we got from uh two-tone strauss uh let me bring that up on screen for the youtube people it says uh should oh run jump stomp you should give story mode on ring fed adventure a fair chance take it off quiet mode and have fun running through an enchanted swamp instead of killing himself with endless squats would love to hear what you think when the game is played as intended all right so leonard the, the i would love nothing more than to do that However, there's a slight problem with that. Playing that game in uh not it not playing that game in quiet mode does not work for me in in the room that I would be playing it in. I am on the upstairs level of my house and the higher up you go into a house, the more that when you move around, it just shakes the whole house. So if I were up here like I'll give you an example. Uh, I've got my my setup in front of me, and maybe I'll, you know, I'll, no, I, I've taken pictures of it before. I, I'm sure that you can find pictures of it on my Twitter timeline. I've got my my uh, studio set up in front of me, right? On the other side, I've got like a nice foam pad where I do, you know, push-ups and, and planking and stuff like that. And then I've got, um, you know, my bike over there. So... What I used to do when I was working out on a lower level of the house is I would do jumping jacks between sets. So I would do like push-ups and then I would do jumping jacks and then I would do, um, or as we called them in the army, side straddle hops. Uh, then I would do maybe planks and then I would do jumping jacks and then I would do uh, leg lifts and then I would do jumping jacks. So I would, you know, try and keep my heart rate up by doing jumping jacks between uh, sets of whatever I'm doing. If I do that up here, like the whole house shakes and it's annoying to everybody who lives with me. And if I were to take Ring Fit Adventure off of quiet mode, the whole house would shake and that would be annoying to everyone who lives with me. So 
Uh, I, uh, I, I don't see me doing that. However, I do need to give Ring Fit Adventure a, a, another chance and play it not on story mode, but play it on like the you you pick your workout mode. Um, because I've heard really good things about that. Now, Vaxer in chat is being a giant jerk and he's saying, so what you're saying is that you're just too heavy. Um, well, that's definitely part of it. But even if I were smaller doing jumping, and I know he's just kidding, uh, doing jumping jacks up here or running in place up here on the second floor vibrates the house. That's just how it works when you're on the second floor of a house. Anyway, uh, Leonard, thank you very much for the uh, advice. I do need to get back into that game, but I'm not going to be taking it off of uh, off of quiet mode. And if you have not played the game, then you might be wondering, hold on a sec, what is quiet mode? So quiet mode, okay, in Ring Fit Adventure, in order to get your character to run forward, you run in place, like literally you run in place. In quiet mode, you just do squats and... <laughs> It's fine, but oh my God, it's just so many squats. It's 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 way too much. And uh, quiet mode, in my opinion, is terrible. Anyway, uh, let, let's really quick, I want to thank everybody who has already signed up for the mailing list. I, I just started a mailing list uh, a couple of days ago. And if you want to check it out, you can go to runjumpstomp.com slash mail and uh, there's a, you know, I've, I've started putting out just basically I've been gathering some cool video game stories and writing my thoughts down in little tiny blurbs, like not anything really, really long. And every couple of days, I'm going to just take those things uh, and uh, send them out as an email. Uh, so if that sounds cool to you, if you want to get a bunch of... Uh, of animated gifts in your email from me, along with some thoughts about the uh, the current state of the video game industry or the current video game news, then make sure that you sign up for the free video game newsletter. It is 100% free. And again, go to runjumpstomp.com slash mail to check that out. All right, next story uh, or next uh, tweet. I got another tweet from Webhead524. Uh, they said... Uh, RJS, I do agree with you paying for a chance to unlock items. Okay, I, I misread this. I do agree with you. Paying for a chance to unlock items or gear is shady, but that is how those games on phones make money. Me personally, never spend money on any free-to-play game, including Fortnite. Okay, so I, I believe that they're responding to... A comment that I made on one of my shows, I can't remember which show, on one of my shows about how the the mobile industry is really making a lot of money and Nintendo specifically made over a billion dollars on their, their phone games. And I said it's because of their predatory monetization model in games like Fire Emblem Heroes. And I believe that is what Webhead is referring to here. Now, he says, I agree with you that paying for a chance to unlock items or gear is shady, but that's how those games on phones make money. Okay, that's a, that's a good point. However, the thing that I want to point out is that it doesn't have to be like that. Yes, that's how games make money. And when it comes down to a cosmetic 
then it doesn't matter to me. If it's just a cosmetic, then that's perfectly fine. I don't mind. I mean, I would prefer to just give them X dollars for Y item, if that makes sense, rather than X dollars for a box that contains a chance for Y item. That I don't like. I also don't like it when the items that you are paying money for can influence how powerful your character is. I very much prefer it when the monetization model, and I understand why they do this monetization model, because it makes them a ridiculous, just buckets upon buckets of money, Scrooge McDuck style money. Um, So I understand why, but I think what would be better is if it was just for cosmetic stuff, things that don't affect gameplay at all. So yes, I agree with you. However, I don't think that because that's how they make money is a good excuse. Now, as far as Fortnite, because uh, he he specifically mentioned Fortnite here. Uh, as far as Fortnite, I, I feel like Fortnite, first off, they don't use any loot boxes. That's really good. That's not like... The fact that they don't use loot boxes is really good. I, I, I appreciate Epic Games doing the right thing in that case. None of the items that you can buy in Fortnite affect gameplay. So I appreciate what Epic Games is doing in that case. However, and this is a big, big however, their monetization model is still incredibly predatory and it doesn't prey on the gambling um, tick that somebody might have in their brain. What instead is it, it preys on impulse buys. And here's how, when you load up Fortnite and sure you can play the game completely for free and that's totally fine. Okay. Uh, and I appreciate that. But if you go into the store, they'll say, here's an item that's only going to be in the store for the next three hours or something like that. And if you don't buy it right now, we may never bring it back. Well, first off, spoilers, they're going to bring it back at some point. But that that makes people, like, that triggers something in people's heads. And they're like, okay, I got to buy this right now. And I used to say that Fortnite had the least predatory business model, and I don't believe that anymore. In fact, I think that this business model that they use with the you have to buy it now or it's going away is one of the worst um, business models as far as predation, uh, uh, preying on on customers. Um, what's the? I I I can't put my finger on the word that I wanted to say. Um, idiosyncrasies, I guess, where you know somebody might have a problem being able to resist that impulse buy. And it's really, really bad. I, I think it's I think it's awful, in my opinion. Uh, anyway, Darren says, does the younger millennial population prefer it that way? Is it since that's all they've ever known? But I agree with that. I won't partake in it. Okay, that that's a good point. Maybe they prefer it that way, but it's also really bad for them. Okay, I've I've seen, I've I've ha- I I haven't personally seen it, but I have had people tell me. Or I have, and I've read stories about kids who are freaking out because they want to get this thing before it's gone. 
and they may not have the money right now. And, and the parents are like, no, I'm not going to buy that for you. And the kid's like, but if you don't buy it now, you'll never be able to buy it. And so out the window goes this idea of a kid saving up for something. Because when a kid, like when I was a kid, I saved up my money and I bought an Atari 2600. I had a goal in mind. I knew that I was going to buy that thing and I saved my money for it. I I lived across the street from a golf course and I would walk across in the golf course into the woods and I would find golf balls in the woods and I would sell them at the pro shop or, or just outside the pro shop, like across the street from the pro shop uh, to golfers for a quarter a piece. And the, it, it, it like that's how I got my money to buy my first Atari 2600 and I was ex- incredibly happy with that I ended up getting that I had a goal and I ended up buying it now here's the problem they can't save up for something because they don't know what's going to be on sale they they have they've now got, developed this compulsion to log into the store every single day and look at what's on sale. And it, it might be something that they've never seen before. And now that they see it and they're like, oh man, I wanna buy that, but I can't buy it because I don't have the money right now. So now I'm so now they're upset about that. And they can't save up for stuff because it's only in the shop for a couple of hours. Anyway, I don't wanna um, get into it more of it now, but um, that's how I feel about Fortnite. And yes, you know, Webhead is 100% correct. You can play the game for free forever if you want and that's great but it's still a bad a really really bad model that they use and I, I just wish that the older models back in my day you know I, I wish the older models would work so much uh so much better all right let's take a quick break from a uh or, or for a sponsor and when we come back We're going to hear from some Discord users. Stick around. All right, everybody. Uh, Discord user RedEyedJedi354 asked this in our official Ask RJS channel, which, again, if you did not know, is uh, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Uh, They said, I was just wondering what caused you to start your podcast and why you chose those specific topics. All right, that's a great question, Red Eye Jedi. So let me explain. Uh, when I was in college, I lived about, well, I was, I'm going to say it was about an hour and a half away from school. My wife was working at a, uh, a school district near where we live now, and I was still in, in school, and I had to drive an hour and a half to get to class three days a week, which was not a fun drive. And I listened to a lot of podcasts. This was back in the day when you had the iPod shuffle and it was basically just the USB stick with buttons on it. And, uh, that's how I would, I would listen and listen to, I would download podcasts ahead of time and I would put them on there and I would listen to them on my drive. And, and more often than not, as I was listening to these shows, I would say to myself, uh, oh gosh, I want to, I would love to be able to respond to this, you know, and I would, I wouldn't necessarily say it out loud, but I, in my brain, I would talk back to the show. And I thought to myself, I should do a podcast. It sounds pretty fun. 
let's let let's do a podcast and then i didn't do anything about it for years and years and years and finally I decided to start a podcast and, and I did it about video games because I really liked video games. Then the very first episode, which lasted for one episode, it was called Architan's Arcade because that's what people called me online, Architan. And I realized after the first episode, no one would be able to find it because first off, no one's going to be able to, even if they knew about it, they'd be like, Architan, how do you spell that? So... I deleted that podcast and re and, and rebranded it as Run Jump Stomp, and it was just a general video game podcast where I would talk about stuff. My, my equipment was all terrible; the audio quality was garbage. Uh, but I was happy to do it, and uh, I did it, and absolutely nobody listened to it for a very long time. And then uh, I was talking to a friend, and I said, "Hey, you know, I've got this podcast that I haven't." really done anything within a while. Do you want to start it back up and it can be you and me as a co-host talking about it? And that was my buddy, uh, that chap zap on Twitch, which make sure that you follow him that chap zap. And there's two P's at the end. Uh, he and I would talk about video games and we did it once a week. And, um, we hit a high mark of a roughly 25 people would listen to that show each week, 25. And, you know, if you think about it, that's 25 people. Imagine that many people in a room. That's pretty amazing. So 25 people were listening to that show. And then I saw October 2016, I saw the Nintendo Switch trailer. That one where the guy is walking his dog and playing Zelda. Or there's the uh, that girl that everybody calls Karen uh, watching... Uh, or no, she looks across and she sees, she's playing Mario and she sees people on a rooftop across the, the street. And she's like, and they're like, come on over. Because of course they were looking at her window. Uh, it's a ridiculous commercial, but I saw that and I said, this thing is going to be huge. This, the, the Nintendo switch is going to be a massive hit. I could tell immediately when I saw it. Uh, so I made Nintendo Switchcraft, uh, and I decided that that was going to be an insanely scripted show. So I, I sat down and I would write a script each week and then I would read this script and then I would post it. And I made it about nine episodes. And I said, that is way too much work. And then I stopped. I just stopped using it or stopped doing it. And then <clears throat> when the switch came out, like the day I was really excited for it. I went to the store, or I, no, it got delivered to me. I had my Switch. I opened it up. I did an unboxing live on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Um, I did an unboxing. I plugged it in, and it, right after playing, I got excited to talk about it, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna start up Switchcraft, but this time I'm, I'm going to get rid of the stuff that I'm bad at. The stuff that I'm bad at with podcasting is the writing part, the part where you have to figure everything out ahead of time. And instead, what I'm going to do is just talk off the top of my head, which is what I I do on all of my shows now. I just talk off the top of my head, um, and it's almost like a stream of consciousness kind of show. And I decided I was going to do it three times a week. Now, the reason that I decided on three times a week was because I was listening to other podcasts like Nintendo Voice Chat, and they would have a show, and I would listen to that show, and then the next day Nintendo would make like this huge announcement and I would think to myself man now I gotta wait a week to find out what uh Per Schneider and the the rest of the gang uh think about 
this particular revelation. So in my head, I said, you know what I ought to do? I ought to just have my show be shorter, but three days a week. And that way people won't have to wait between episodes. If there's new information, they'd get that information right then. So that's where Switchcraft came from. And StadiaCast was essentially the same thing. I saw it. I I said, this is going to be huge and decided to make it right then. 143 pixels. The reason that that show is the way it is is because I wanted something that wasn't news-based that would make episode one just as relevant to people as episode 101. Uh, So that's where all of those shows came from. And uh, thank you very much, Red-Eyed Jedi, for the question. All right. Uh, I got another message, uh, another Discord user, Darren. They said, are microtransactions the result of game prices remaining steady or actually going down if you adjust for inflation? If so, I wonder if people would be willing to pay a little more for a game to be microtransaction free. I would maybe make it optional. Well, I mean, they kind of do that now. They have the the different versions of a game you can buy. You can buy the $60 version. You can buy this, the $80 version. You can buy the $120 version that includes all of this stuff. And if you buy the $60 version, then you can buy um, little DLC things to bring it back up. However, DLC and microtransactions are very different. DLC, I'm all for. I think that it's great. It's a great way to extend a game. Um, the reason why game companies, especially game companies like Nintendo, uh, like DLC is because every time that they sell a game, and then let's say, not me because I don't finish games, but let's say that, that I finish a game and then I go to GameStop and trade it in, then you go to games that same GameStop and you buy the game that I just played off the shelf, GameStop gets all of the money and Nintendo gets none of the money. So by having DLC... It incentivizes me to keep the game, so now I'm not trading it in, and that means that there's one less copy out there that Nintendo would get $0 for and GameStop would get all of the money for, so people are much more likely to buy a new version of the game. Uh, So DLC I'm totally fine with, as long as it's not DLC that is, you know, where they just... They, they just say, okay, this is the portion of the game that we're going to sell, and then this is the portion that's DLC. I don't like that. I like it much better when it's clearly something that they worked on after they shipped the game. And I personally think that that's a great way to do it. And Nintendo has been really, really good about DLC in that regard. Uh, microtransactions are different. Microtransactions are when you're spending, like, usually you spend $10 to get some weird space points that you're not really sure what they're worth and then you turn around and you spend this in-game currency on things in game and this is done on purpose in order to obfuscate the value of the thing that you're buying because you don't know really what it's worth uh this was really bad uh before most of the time these days like it, it, it comes out to be like a penny is worth a point in that case but a lot of times you 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 spend X dollars and you get a different uh, number of points and you don't really know what the currency is worth. And it, I don't like that. Um, so that's microtransactions. And microtransactions I don't like unless they are cosmetic only and not loot boxes and, you know, not like Fortnite like I talked about earlier. Uh, thank you very much for the question, uh, Darren. 
All right, we've got two more questions. I can hopefully, I don't know if I'm going to fit them both in today. Uh, Discord user Jester Scott uh, says, have you ever felt that your backlog is so large that you feel overwhelmed? With the great deals and sales going on in the eShop, it gets to where some people can have too many games and not enough time. I know for myself, I have recently made a list of games that I have that I have to beat before buying another game. Hopefully, I will have it done before Animal Crossing comes out. Anyway, thank you for your show and keep up the great work. Well, uh, Jester Scott, thank you very much for uh, the question. I think it's a great question. And I want to know what's in everybody else's backlog. So if you're watching this on the YouTube channel... Leave a message uh, in the comment section down below or get a hold of me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Anyway, um, yes, I, I get exactly what you're saying. And this is especially bad on PC and on Switch. And here's why. First of all, first off on PC, they have things like the Humble Bundle and then they have Steam sales where the games get so cheap uh, that I end up buying games and then never playing them. I, I buy them super cheap. So it's like, okay, this was $5 for these 12 games. I don't feel bad about that. Someday I'll get to them, maybe. I don't know, but they're so cheap. I mean, why wouldn't I try them? So my PC backlog on Steam is ridiculous. I probably have like 700 games or something on there uh, over the years that I've built up from all of the different deals. And I've kind of stopped buying games on PC. Uh, so that's 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 just a bunch of older games. Now on Switch, I have a different problem. And trust me, I'm not I'm not complaining about this. But on the Nintendo Switch, because I have Nintendo Switchcraft, one of the more popular Nintendo podcasts, I get free Nintendo games. Not not from Nintendo, but free games on the Nintendo Switch quite often from companies. And so I start playing them and I never finish them. I, I, you know, I play through a little bit. I show, you know, I record a video. I show people what the game looks like, how it plays. Now, if it's a really, really good game, I go back to it again. But most of the time, unless it's really fantastic, unless it really grabs me, then I'll just move on to the next thing. So my backlog on the Nintendo Switch, I think I've got like I don't know, 350 games or something like that on the Switch, most of which I did not pay for. I got uh, through the publisher sending them to me. So, yes, I have a massive backlog, but here's the question that I... Here's how I make myself feel better about games that I have that I have paid for and not finished, like, we'll say, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I got, like, 40 hours in that game. I never got to the end. It's a really good game. I had a lot of fun with it, but I'm ready to move on. Even if I didn't finish it, I feel like I got enough out of it that it was worth my time and my money. And if that's the case, then I feel like it's okay to move on from a game. So I would say don't feel obligated to put time into a game that you're not necessarily enjoying anymore and just Play the games that you want to play. And if you don't finish a game, it's not really that big of a deal. All right, I've got one more question uh, from, uh, this is from listener Uferton. It's a funny name. They said, I'm not going to theorize on which character, actually, I'm not really going to answer this question. I'm going to leave it to you to answer this question. Uh, but listener Uferton said, I'm not going to theorize on which character will come 
in the next fighter's pass, but I will theorize on me outfits. I think that a Bendy from Bendy and the Ink Machine would be a good brawler outfit. Uh, so he's talking about the Amiibo characters and the different outfits that you can get. Also, if Crash Bandicoot isn't a fighter, I think he'd be a brawler outfit. Honestly, I think that Crash Bandicoot being a brawler outfit is wonderful because we have that that um, those old commercials where Crash Bandicoot is standing outside of Nintendo with a megaphone. It's a guy in a suit and he's yelling at Nintendo. I would love it. I would love it if that was one of his attacks is a megaphone. Wouldn't that be hilarious? I don't even really, I've never played a Crash Bandicoot game, I don't think. I don't care about Crash Bandicoot, but now I really want a, uh, I, I don't want him to be a fighter anymore. Now that I think about it, I want him to be a full character in the game with a megaphone as an attack. That would be awesome. And if you don't know what commercial I'm talking about, make sure that you go find it. Go just type in Crash Bandicoot, um, uh, Nintendo commercial and you'll find it. It's, it's great. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I think, oh, they were saying that they thought that Crash Bandicoot would be a good brawler outfit. Uh, for sword fighters, I think Jevil from Deltarune. I don't know. I know that that's the sequel from Toby Fox's... Um, oh, my God. I can't think of the name of the damn game. It like It's a very, very popular game, and I've never played it, and my son loves it. Um, somebody in chat will let me know. Uh, but Deltarune would be a good Toby Fox represented and rep representation and would be cool to have with Sans, uh, which Sans is the character from the game that I can't think of. And uh, I'm hoping that somebody will figure it out in chat. And anyway, uh, thank you very much for the, uh, the question. I would love to hear everybody's ideas about what would be the best costumes for the Amiibo characters in Smash Ultimate. If you're uh, watching on YouTube, comments below. Otherwise, tweet it at me, or you know, you can let me know other ways as well. Uh, Undertale, thank you very much, Lord Chips. I knew somebody was gonna help me out with that. Undertale is the game that I was thinking of. All right, uh, listen up, everybody. If you have not already signed up for the mailing list, uh, it's the free video game newsletter. Free video game newsletter. You can get there by going to runjumpstomp.com slash mail and sign up. I'm going to be, every couple of days, send out some, some cool uh, video game stories along with my thoughts and, of course, a bunch of gifts. So uh, make sure that you sign up. It doesn't cost anything, and it's fun. It's just a fun, goofy thing that I've decided to start doing. Anyway, become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. Watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp or on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Get a hold of me in all the ways that I've said before. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information about that, check out gstu.net. And if you want to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more uh, content like this, check out my other shows at runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Thank you, everybody, for coming to the live show. I will see you all next time. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>